Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? Unlike a car with its user's manual, we are born without instructions how to live. We experience life vicissitudes without a so-called user's manual. The Gita has been described as such a guide. These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda, which he has been delivering for more than 25 years. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Okay, we had been discussing Chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga, and obviously... We have learned the techniques in the beginning, what kind of a place to be selected, what kind of a seat to be made, and then one is to sit down and then focus between the eyes, and I say with the eyes closed, and then the goal is to reduce the activity of your mind and focus toward the self. So then we have said that that's Possible only if you leave the life of moderation, you know. Not eating too much, not eating too little, not sleeping too much, not sleeping too little. So living the life of moderation so that physically and mentally you are balanced. And then taking the mind to do this inward U-turn and say, Rather than focusing outside, focus inside. And why we are doing it? Because we are looking for the infinite peace, the unending peace which we are all seeking. That's because we can't stand sorrows and unhappiness. We cannot stand that. We are constantly seeking outside in this world a solution which we can then avoid all these sorrows and unhappiness. But so far no one has found a solution which can guarantee unending happiness or peace. So here the Bhagavan said the only place you can find this in your own self. So therefore he said they focus on yourself and then become Find yourself by the self and become content in yourself, you know, is the goal. No one can tell, take you there, yourself has to take yourself there. And right now the obstruction in my mind, or obstacle in my mind is my completely wavering mind. Constantly thinking that this will give me happiness or that will give me happiness or that will give me happiness. By the time I... I pursue happiness because I think the happiness is there. And then by the time I get there, I realize that may not be the place. I keep moving. So I keep moving from one pursuit to another. And therefore, this wind of my desire is making my mind going haywire. So Bhagavan said, one who has now controlled his senses, 
So this wind of his desire is controlled. And then focusing this mind in itself, the mind becomes steady. Focused on the one goal and one goal alone. I want to get that peace which I am seeking. Therefore, the simile we have seen is, Yatha dipo nivatastaha na ingate sa upamasmuta. That yogi's mind, the yogi is absolutely sure that that's all he wants in life is that eternal peace. We have several goals. So sometimes people say, but Neil, if you do this, you will get, yeah, but yeah, before that, let me do this first, you know. That's why I say, well, I'll wait till my retirement, you know. Normal in India, you know, standard is spirituality will do when we are old. In the first, you start when you're young, you say, I'll do it when you're old. Right now, going temple all that is not my business, you know. And then when you go, you really have grown old. You say, but then I'll have retired, you know. And then when I retire, I say, well, I'm right now all wrapped up in my, with my son getting married and then have children. All that is done, then I'm just going to. So the time never comes, for one thing. In other words, we are not really serious about that peace which we are seeking. One who has become absolutely sure about that is a such a yogi, his mind is now like a steady lamp, you know, uh, the flame of a lamp which is placed in a place where there is no wind. So it becomes steady, burning intensely but steady. The mind is doing intense contemplation, but there is no wind of my desires to flicker it from one place to another. So now it is steadily burning towards its goal. If not flickering, same way yogi's mind was established in his goal of finding that eternal peace is steadily focusing on its goal. They said, Yogino yatachittasya yunjato yogam atmanaha. And he's doing it for practicing yoga in the self. This yoga is not to be practiced for anything else. We are not trying to achieve something which we don't have. It is a praptasya prapti. I am gaining something which I already have. I am rediscovering the wealth which I already have. I did not know that I have it. Therefore I was seeking all over this world. I am now rediscovering it. So with that say, yatra uparamate chittam niruddham yoga sevaya yatra cha atmanaha atmanam pashyan atmani tushyade. Therefore, he attends this peace when seeing the self by the self and satisfied by the self. I cannot see myself right now and therefore I cannot see that the self has that eternal peace, eternal joy, and eternal knowledge. So now I'm seeking all of this outside. I can only find that self by myself, by purifying my lower self, which is my mind and intellect. My lower self right now is a body, mind, and intellect. My identification with that, which creates this avarana. The mind with this tamas and rajas, 
man of dynamism rajas and let me take it easy this tamas and rajas creates an veiling avarana veiling between my higher self and my lower self this veiling creates vikshepa it creates the obstruction in me knowing who i am all i have to do is purify my internal self which is my mind and intellect and then when my intellect becomes pure my higher self reveals itself and that's the realization you know so he said once yogi finds himself by himself in other words by my own efforts in purifying by my mind and intellect i found my real self and then once i find my real self i'm content with it and why that is the following verses which we will see it basically says why i don't re- i'm now content because previously in my life i thought i'll be content if i make 100000 rupees and then i was not content when i made it. maybe a million dollar and i'll be happy but i wasn't happy even then maybe few million i'll be happy. Well, i'm still not happy so how can i be assured that this will be once i find this i'll be completely content so the following verses which you have seen it say sukham atyantikam yattat buddhigrahyam atindriyam this peace or happiness which i will attain by finding myself by myself is atindriyam that the first in a quality of that that all the happiness and pleasure i know in my life are basically sensory perceptions good food nice place good music nice movie all of that which gives me pleasure i'm experiencing through my senses so the first thing we are cautioned here is this happiness which you will find by finding yourself is atindriyam it is beyond the senses it is nothing like any pleasure that you have ever experienced through your senses that something is beyond senses realm senses cannot go there to experience it therefore one it is beyond senses realm so now the question occurs in my mind is that maybe this is just a hoax all the swamis have created to make their importance you know because if i'm never going to experience through my senses who am i going to go and complain it is like the king has no clothes you know uh, if somebody says the king is i can't see the clothes that means i'm the sinner or whatever you know, i'm not complete so i have to along with everybody keep saying yeah yeah it is within them i experienced it i experienced it but he said no no there is a test you will be able to grasp it through your intellect your purified intellect will still be there to grasp it you know the intellect is basic our thinking is what it's an expression of my life i can only think when i'm alive so my thinking my thoughts are an expression of my life i cannot think when i'm dead now thoughts are ways in it's a four different level in that the chitta level at the basic rudimentary level is just thinking not classified yet is chitta level 
at the emotional level, it's a mind. I feel, I like it, I don't like it. They're at the mind level. At the intellect level, it decides that experience what it is. Within the objective, well, senses reports it. Mind feels whether it's good or bad for it. Intellect decides what it is. So, at this level, now when the mind is not there to grasp whether I like it or not, simply because it's not a sensory experience, mind has no realm there. It's out of business because there is no sensory reporting happening to the mind. So mind is out of business. Only thing left is the intellect, which is the decisive quality, which says this is an experience, no matter where it is coming from, whether it senses or not, but intellect can decide whether it is a pleasant experience or unpleasant experience. The intellect, once purified, as we have said, through my meditations, through my contemplation, and all the rajas and tamas have been wiped out through that. So now there is no avarana. The veiling is gone. The veiling was because of the rajas and tamas. Veiling is gone. Vikshepa is gone. The disturbance which was created is gone. It's like a steady water. When water was unsteady, I can't see my reflection. When the once the water is steady, I can see my reflection in it. Bhagavan said that purified intellect with mind completely steady it now sees its own reflection, who he, he is or who she is. And therefore, it is buddhigrahyam atindriyam vetti yatrana chevattam sthitaha achalati tattvataha. So now we say, well, I experienced one time in my meditation a peace. I worked so hard. I worked for a year or six months or two months. Then I had a little glimpse of that. So that tells me now I have to work another year or so before I see that glimpse again. Just like the vacation. For two weeks of vacation, I had to work 50 weeks. So after the two weeks are over, what I'm looking forward to? Not really another vacation, 50 weeks of work. But one said, no, that's not the case here. So please don't get too concerned about that. Once you're established in that peace, nobody can shake you off from there. No other experience will shake you off your experience of your eternal peace. So he said... One is established in his self, he will not. Then the next few verses, which we have seen last time, basically takes and saying, Yam labdhvacha aparam labam manyate na adhikam tataha. Having gained that, I will, dis- I will realize that there is no other gain in this world which is greater than that. It's like if somebody writes off the entire real estate of Richmond to me, then no other real estate in this neighborhood of any value, because I own all of it. Once having that experience that it all belongs to me, no other gain through my senses experience is any greater than that. That's one, one reason you know, why I will not be shaken off from that. 
नेक्स्ट थिंग यस्मिन स्थितो न दुखे न गुरुणा पी विचाल्यते सो नाउ इज ऑल बिगिन दैट्स द केस ऑब्वियसली आई विल नॉट हैव एनी सोरोस इन माय लाइफ इट्स नो सोरोस विल बी देयर दैट देयर इज नो गारंटी इन एनी स्क्रिप्चर्स दैट जस्ट बिकॉज़ नील यू डिसाइडेड टू बी स्पिरिचुअल देन ऑल द प्रॉब्लम्स ऑफ लाइफ विल गो अवे वर्ल्ड रिमेनिंग एग्जैक्टली व्हाट इट इज i remaining at the body man intellect level who i am transaction will continue and in that transaction just as now there will be unpleasant experiences but what has changed is right now that unpleasant experience just shake me off my foundation yesterday i was very happy because somebody told me neil how great you are and then today the same people say but we just found out nil you're not the right person and now i'm completely shaken he said that will not happen to you any amount of sorrows will not be able to shake you of that establishment in your peace your peace it is you will see that is occurring which is coming and going like any other happenings around you things happening to my neighbors i don't really get too concerned about i read in the newspaper all the sad stories but that really doesn't make me sad i don't really read newspaper in the morning and then i'm very upset because i heard what happened in goochland or somewhere in anover county because it's a news after all it's happening to some other people not me once i'm established in myself things happening to my lower self i will have a similar attitude it's only happening to my body but not me it's only happening to my mind but not me only happening to my intellect but not me i am now someone other than my body mind and intellect so just as when things happen to you i may be sympathetic may be compassionate but not upset you know is they say when is there is a depression or when is there is recession my neighbor loses a job it's a recession i lose a job it's a depression right so my neighbor i may be sympathetic boy the times are really tough you know i, I really feel for you it's only when i lose job i really feel for me you know so bhagwan said all this thing which is dukhena guruna api na vichalyate the greatest sorrow which i consider great today tomorrow when i'm establish myself it does something happening to this world the world of constant change it's happening so dukhena gunana api na vichalyate then he said tam vidyat dukha sanyoga vyogam yoga sangnitam we last time talked about this is the another definition of yoga and bhagavad gita first one we say samatvam yoga uchyate equanimity is yoga when i remain equanimous between heat and cold pain and pleasure all this you know this pairs of opposites that's yoga second one says yoga karmasu kaushalam dexterity in action is yoga i can only be dexterous in my actions when my mind is completely focused in it and therefore that's another yoga. yoga sutra says yoga chitta vritti nirodha 
that which stops my my thinking entity to think is yoga because what is my thinking entity thinking right now about everything other than me so yoga say yoga chitta vritti nirodha in bhagavad gita i say sankalpa shakti you know when i am beyond any sankalpa shakti then i am in yoga bhagwan now puts it in a way that you and i can understand up till now all this thing was pretty good yoga karma so kausalam this we understand yoga dukha sanyoga vyoga we all know that when the dukha affects me when i take it for me when i associate with it pain also you have to accept first before you feel it you know when we are disassociated with the pain you don't feel it anesthesia when i was going for a surgery i was absolutely sure nothing i'm not going to feel any pain because i know they are going to give me one pain which is inject put this one injection that will be the pain only i will all feel rest i'm not going to feel at all because i'll be de- detached my nervous system will be detached from the pain which is going to occur there why the, the dukkha is given to us so that we remain connected with this world you know obviously you know from evolution why the pain is there if there is no pain i'll put the hand in my fire in the fire and i will never know to protect myself from this external dangers the pain is in my system pain is simply there to protect my body mind and intellect from getting damaged by unconducive situation but right now just as i have associated myself with the my body mind and intellect i also associate with the pain pain when i disassociate i don't really feel pain so when if somebody stabs me without me knowing it's very painful but doctor tells me neil be 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 prepared i'm going to put this needle in you it will pinch you a little but it will be fine so i mentally prepare myself to have that needle pinch on my hand on my arm that pain i can bear even i'm talking to him while it's happening i don't get mad when this thing because i have disassociated myself from that pain i prepared myself that this is good for me therefore he's doing it so now we know from the psychology that the pain you have to accept first that this is pain then only it becomes a pain bhagwan said right now all this happening they have ex- associated with it this is happening to me that's why it is pain once i disassociate with the pain this pain which is happening is not happening to me then i am in a complete state of peace even my body is aching but if i enjoy a tv show i forget the pain because i decided that's less important than me enjoying this tv show you know even that somebody say you had to say but i have nice sweet i said that's okay i'll eat it on this side you know i will make sure that i don't eat it on that side where the tooth is aching that pleasure is more important than this pain so what i do when i find a pleasurable situation i disassociate with unpleasant situation but once it when you completely disassociate with this situation because you found the greatest joy you are in yoga 
So the definition which you and I can, my goal is to avoid unhappiness in my life. All along I thought the world has a control over whether I am in pain or not. Now I know that it's actually not the world has any control over whether I'm happy or unhappy. I have the control over will I be happy or not. And the first time I experienced was in the first camp I attended for Swami Chinmayana in 1985. I just met Swamiji in the United States in 83. So they were my first you know, encounter. And Swamiji, when you have a first lecture, when you go to the, when you register the first day, it's the evening before the camp starts, Swamiji's one lecture that day, that evening. And he starts with the lecture saying, and in those days in 85, we didn't have those five-star resorts where we have the camps these days where there are four meals and all this thing. We used to have rental schools somewhere or universities, dormitories. We know how the dormitories used to be, you know. In one nine-by-nine nine room, there are two students, you know. So we used to rent those. So conditions are not really Hot water is not coming, all those things. And there will be complaints. So Swami starts lecture with saying, it is entirely, your, thank you for all of you, are not for coming, welcome to the camp, and then said, it is entirely, you will be here for the next seven days, it is entirely up to you, whether you want to enjoy the camp, or you want to make absolutely miserable in this camp. So don't blame me or the organizers. You will decide this camp will be enjoyable for you or not. So you decide now whether you want to enjoy this camp or suffer through this camp. Your, your fate, your, your prarabdhava. And you go, and I'll tell you honestly, no matter what happened in that camp, we all say, this is fine. Oh, hot water is not coming, oh, that's okay. You know? They say, oh, that's okay. Khana is not, the food is not good, well, that's fine. You know? Because we are here to enjoy the camp. Food is not important. We enjoy the camp. Shower is not important. Enjoy the he instilled the idea in your mind that you are here to enjoy the camp. You are not here to suffer the camp. And everybody leaves a boy, such a wonderful feeling. And I remember Vilashini, who is one of Swamiji's closest devotee, who is not Indian, you know. And you ask Vilashini goes to India and come back. And you and I go to India and come back. At least I'm talking about in the 80s when India didn't have... We come back and say, oh, boy, it was so terrible. Bombay airport was like this. And then, you know, oh, yeah, this. And the to- I mean, I even still today say, well, I don't know. I'm going to India, but the toilet's there. I can't understand. <laughs> Vilasini goes to all these ashrams, not even the hotels or any place. She comes back and says, Vilasini, how was India? Oh, Neil, it was such a wonderful experience. <laughs> I used to think these Americans are really crazy. You know? <laughs> I don't know what the heck they see in India. Right, Anthony? <laughs> Especially the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found out yesterday, God lives in the bathroom. <laughs> I almost didn't think I this absolute nuts, you know. What is there in India to enjoy for them and particular places they go and live? But because they went to enjoy. And we go to India to suffer. So, Bhagavan said, once, tam vidya dukha sanyoga vyogam yoga sanginitam. When he knows that disassociation with the association with pain is yoga. 
स निश्चयन योक्तव्य योगो निर्वण चेतसा है ना विथ दैट डिटर्मिन माइंड स्टेडी दिस योगा शुड बी प्रैक्टिस यू शुड फर्स्ट डिसाइड दैट्स व्हाट आई वांट टू डू आई वांट टू फाइंड दैट इटर्नल पीस एंड आई विल एंजॉय इट एंड वंस विथ दैट यू स्टार्ट द योगा यू विल एस्टेब्लिश इन दिस डिसोसिएशन विथ पेन Now stop here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhag Bhavet Om Shantihi Shantihi शांति हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ